0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. This is Frontro on The Bigger Picture and I'm Sharmila Ganesan. Sean Lien is a, it is Lien, isn't it? Yes, it is Lien. All right. Sean Lien is a Malaysian artist who, like many of us, grew up with a contradiction of cultures. His childhood memories are as much made up of Chinese folklore as they are comic book stories. So he draws on these contradictions in his um, latest exhibition called M Two, which is on at the Wailing Gallery until the twenty ninth of February. Uh, Sean is here with me today. How are you, Sean? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for being here. Um, I found the, the the idea behind the exhibition quite. Interesting, because I think it's something that a lot of us Malaysians who grew up in this in-between modernity and tradition can identify with. Yeah, yeah. Um, when did the initial idea for this sort of approach come to you?
1: I, I, mm, I think the first serious painting that I've done after graduation was about the theme of Chinese culture. Mm. And that's why the gallery put it up, like the piece that I did in 2007. So I guess two thousand and seven. I
0: don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but this this series M two is also a, a continuation of a previous series you did, yes. right? Which is Motherland. Yes. Uh, that was back in two thousand and fifteen.
1: Yes, five years ago.
0: Right. Yeah. So this is obviously um, something that you keep revisiting.
1: It's the first time I revisited uh, a, a, a body of the the same theme of body work that I've done previously, mm-hmm. though, because my mo, I mean, it's not intentionally uh, right up till now is that. I do very different type of works for new series. So this is the first time I sort of revisited something quite familiar.
0: Mm, And what caused you to want to revisit that? I just felt like this sort of unfinished business.
1: Like even now, after I've done like 15 pieces of this, I still feel that i have just only barely scratching the surface of Mm.
0: what I can do about this. So what is this... um, Contradiction that we're talking about. I mean, I I know I, I mentioned earlier um, comic books and and Chinese stories.
1: Sure. I mean, it's it's a strange sort of cultural existence, but I don't think it's unique to me though. I think a lot of Malaysians, you know, because of the nature of multicultural society, mm. feel the same way. Um. I mean, I I I'm Chinese educated when I was young. My 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 family is very traditional, and my dad is very very traditional. So he has a sort of cultural expectation of me. Like when I was very young, he sent me to all these calligraphy mm. competition, Chinese calligraphy, um Chinese paintings, you know singing competition, all very much cultural, like Chinese cultural base. And I guess I mean, it's quite funny to say this because I'm almost forty, but i this started from being sort of rebellious and me sort of trying to immerse myself. The other way, because when I was a kid, my bedtime stories were were like Romance of Three Kingdom, mm-hmm. Journey to the West, you know, those type of yeah. classic Chinese literature. And I actively sort of immersed myself in, I guess, Western, American mainly, mm-hmm. pop culture when I was, yeah, 11, mm-hmm. starting 11. And um, yeah, I started reading those Marvel comic books, Batman, DC stuff. And I felt... I- It was a pretty lonely pursuit, though, Mm. because my friends were still talking about the Chinese stuff. You know, when I I go to school, they talk about those TVB shows, you know, Hong, Hong Kong shows. And I was the only one watching American sitcoms. So I didn't really have anybody to share with and not my family, not my friends, right up until college, you know, where there was an eye opening experience. Yeah, that that was that was really pretty much based on my childhood. This mm. series of work and the one that I did in twenty fifteen. Yeah.
0: So for me, the main difference that I can see between uh, M two and Motherland mm-hmm. is that M two feels more. It feels more lighthearted. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah there's definitely. a there's a kind of playful approach. Yes. Um. Wh- when did that sort of change, or, or why did you decide to go with that approach for this one? I
1: think uh, Motherland. I was trying to find answers. And I sort of realized at the end of it, you kind of have to be just comfortable with yourself, however awkward your sort of your cultural stance or position is. You just kind of have to accept that, you know, it might be unique to you, and and, and maybe I failed to find any sort of answers, but this, this time it's just about sort of disregarding the historical weight of tradition and going in and just play with the images mm-hmm. and, and maybe even be quite blasé about it, you know. And hopefully, you know, not... To seem disrespectful to the source material, but you know, it's it's just me, maybe my own way paying homage to sort of the culture and heritage that I have. Yeah.
0: Maybe too. Before we get into specifically what um, what the works in M two are, I think it would be useful to revisit what Motherland was. Okay. Um, if can I you... remember, <laughs> <laughs> could you explain a little bit um, about uh, what oh. the works in those were and and what the I suppose the the process or thought process of creating them were for you.
1: Yeah, um, well, the starting point was my relationship with my dad. Um, I think a lot of Chinese kids have with their fathers. My dad is very stoic, you know, he, mm. we don't talk much. And um, maybe there's some degree of resentment that stems from that, you know, sort of typical Chinese family um, father and son relationship. So I was trying to express that really through the lens of, of, of Chinese culture. And I guess like I said, the reason why I sort of immerse myself in or go the opposite way culturally is is to be rebel you know, to be rebellious to him. So I did a series of um so that was more about motherland was more about east meets west sort of mm, thing, mm. you know? And uh that's I think the biggest difference compared to this one. So I did a series of um work. That uses Chinese images but trying to represent it in a very sort of Western traditional way of art making. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's the sort of the big arc about
0: And Mother they and were paintings or I mean yeah, what it, were the medium and what yeah. were the mediums that you used?
1: I, I started using household paints. Like so I go to a hardware store and buy paints and and I sort of I, I was still using canvas, but I prepped the surface um, so that I can use household paint on them. So they're very flat, very graphical. Which I think kind of similar to the current one. So Motherland was um I was used spray painting, stenciling work mostly. Not mm. a lot of brush and, and oil paint, not not like that.
0: So what would be the immediate difference in looking at M two? The immediate difference. Uh,
1: um visually I I think there are a lot of similarities, but in terms of the materials I use is mm. completely different this time around. This time around I use um automotive paint on steel mainly. So they are sort of uh, fabricated pieces of metal panels. Um, Yeah, that's the biggest difference in terms of material, but... Mm -hmm. Visually, I don't know. I guess I, I'd let people be the judge. It's kind of hard to describe your own work. It is, you I know. know. <laughs> <laughs> as the reason why I've become an artist, not an art critic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, visually to me, this one feels, as I said earlier, it does feel a lot lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also does, it definitely has that um, uh, a comic book sensibility. There's yeah. something very um, uh, almost pop art about some right, of the pieces. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. I'm not sure whether that's something you were actively thinking about.
1: Mm, not necessarily. But uh, the the process for me... The process has to sort of, in some way, not, what's the word? Contradict. Um, like the subject matter has to not sit well on the media, mm-hmm. you know. So the the whole, all the techniques and materials that I use are rather industrial, you can say, you know. And and culture is supposed to be this very organic, yes, you know, yeah. thing. So I like that tension.
0: Um, uh, one of my favorite pieces, I think. Um, or at least from the ones that I've seen, right. um, is the door with okay. the right. with the uh, is it an opera singer that's been painted yes. on it? Yes. Yeah, so it's yes. it, it's a literal door, isn't it?
1: It is a door, but yeah. it's not functioning as yeah. a door because yeah. it's it's been framed um, and then it's it's up on the wall. So yeah,
0: and then you've got this sort of very um, almost. <clears throat> very almost very traditional looking painting mm-hmm. of a, a Chinese mm-hmm. opera singer mm-hmm. on that door, yep. and I thought that juxtaposition between the material and the the motif was really interesting. Um, what are some of the other pieces that capture the the essence of your collection? Um,
1: hmm. I mean, um, I have two doors up on display, um, and then the rest are basically they 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 look like canvas. If I didn't tell you, some pieces I sort of left. I just clear-coated it so it's transparent so you can see the texture of the steel. But most pieces, I sort of covered it with with paint. Mm-hmm. So you, if I don't tell you it's metal, you, you wouldn't be able to notice it. Um, which one is it? I guess the one that you mentioned, I don't know, it's quite interesting in terms of I'm portraying sort of an actor, right, on a stage yeah. actor of a character that is a legend on something that on a surface that has lost its original intent intent function. So their level of sort of <laughs> contrived and sort of fabricated yeah. reality, I suppose. And yeah. isn't, you know... It, that it, would be the piece, I, I guess. I yeah. Mean, yeah,
0: and that reflects in many ways the way culture evolves for us as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes mm-hmm. meanings are lost and they change and they sure. take on new, new significance for us. Sure. Um, do you think that as an... As an artist, being a Malaysian artist, being a Malaysian artist of Chinese descent, mm-hmm. um, do you actively try to incorporate parts of these in your work? Or is it something that happens more organically?
1: Culture? Yes. I mean, I, uh, I don't know if I consciously do that. I mean, I live culture, you know, I guess it's very much part of every one of us. But for this, I didn't do much research for this series of work because I felt that sort of the research was my childhood. So it's more about remembering. (laughs) And and of course, it's more about playing as well and, and going into it with the attitude of, like i said not not carrying the weight of you know culture of what i've done the approach was very different from the first one
0: it's yeah. interesting that you say you didn't actually have to do a lot of research because i would have thought that something like this would require I, yeah
1: i did do research but i the 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 purpose of me the intention was to be to find out what's correct or period correct and be wrong about it in mm-hmm. specific parts, so to be intentionally wrong about it. Because I was researching about, not researching, I I, I was familiar with, with this character, Qin Kui. It was um, sort of a legendary character that people put on doors to be guardians. Mm-hmm. And that character itself was sort of popularized in the Ming Dynasty, but the character is much more older than that. And the, all the portrayals of that character in that period were sort of with clothing that are specific to that period. So it's not, it's not correct anyway. It's not pure correct anyway. So I was thinking, how can I be wrong? So I was researching other dynasty elements from other dynasty and, and use it on, on him. So depending on how much you know, your sort of Chinese culture, I suppose you, you go into it, the way you experience it can be from, the spectrum can be from, you know, okay, it's very Chinese to like, it's, blasphemous you know this Mm -hmm. is not how you should do it so yeah
0: is there a line for you where you think to yourself well this is blasphemous I won't go there
1: it's funny you say that I mean the most surprising thing while I was doing this is to I find myself sort of a sense of trepidation even I thought I could just Mm. sort of do anything I wanted to but because of the past few decades the way that I've been living my life I've been so detached from my childhood but yet, while I was doing it, I felt that I, you know, like I said, a sense of trepidation that I have to be somewhat dis- you know, respectful about mm. the material that I'm, I'm sort of trying to manipulate. I thought I can push it much further. But maybe I can in future. But, but right now, that was the most surprising thing. You
0: know? mm. Respect is actually what came to mind. That word yeah. is, is something very Asian, right? Like When yes, we think about addressing so. our yeah. past, our yes. stories. Yes. Um, how does that shape a work a series like this, when you think of this idea of respect,
1: yeah, like I, like i said it's it's such a big surprise that that was part of it so much, but I wanted to push it so much further. I thought i was I can sort of abuse the source material mm-hmm. however, in in any way that I wanted to, but apparently not,
0: you know, I guess, and not because someone else was telling you, but more just your own. Internal. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know,
1: it's not like I see an image of my dad in my head <laughs> <laughs> but somehow it just you know it just crept in, and mm. I don't know. It must be. I mean, your childhood experiences. It's it's a very powerful thing, I suppose. Mm. Yeah.
0: I think your first solo was back in 2013. Yes. So this has been a good uh, seven years almost. Right. Um, right. how have you seen yourself evolve as an artist? What does this particular exhibition say about your evolution?
1: Hmm. I don't know, I don't spend much time analysing myself. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't even even read, you know, things that are written about me. Um, How is it different? I think technically I have evolved. I mean, that's the most concrete thing that I can sort of measure. Mm. But other than that, I guess, I mean... I've always think that if you can tough it out for I don't know 5 7 years as a full-time artist you basically made it you know <laughs> it's such a privileged position to be in to make art every day and I am way more grateful about you know like I said being an artist and I was like sort of always striving for things and but right now I'm I'm more comfortable in 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 this I used to have to explain you know what exactly like is to be an artist, you know, to people, and right now, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, it becomes second nature, like, I, I'm more comfortable in my own skin as an artist right now, and in terms of the work, like I said, it's, it's it's very different, like, every series, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't intentionally want want to be different, so it's kind of hard to ch- judge, because I have, my, my progression is not linear, I haven't stuck to any one subject matter or any one materials or certain approach and method to painting, so it's quite hard to judge in terms of that, but, I'm more relaxed mm. I guess. You yeah, know that's that's the you know.
0: Well, thank you Sean.
1: Thank you so much. It's been
0: fun. I've been speaking with artist Sean Lien, who um, currently has an exhibition called M2 at the Wailing Gallery, and it's on until the 29th of February. For more information, you can visit whaling gallerycom If you've missed any part of this interview or any previous Front Row segments, you can download the podcasts on bfm.my, on our BFM app or on Spotify. You've been listening to Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to BFM or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.